when art meets activism, it's a beautiful thing because it seems like as black people, as a black man, we spend so much time with concrete thoughts and concrete ideas or just trying to be roses that grow out of concrete that we really don't appreciate the abstract. The captivating thing about art, aside from, you know, beauty and expression, is that it's really an opportunity for us to be free. And when you're able to incorporate ideas of activism, then it really just paints uh, a beautiful and profound picture. The other thing about painting a picture is, is that you really get to see the passion that comes out of individuals. It's the passion that, you know, that you hear coming out of this podcast. And now that passion is a word that is so often overlooked. And that word is love. On this episode of Making a Difference, I'm going to introduce you to a talented young brother who retold a tragedy through art. And in turn, I'm going to try to do the same thing. Um, to, be a Negro, to be a Negro in this country and to be um, relatively conscious is to be in a state of rage. Almost, almost all of the time. You wonder why I spit the truth and not to make no dope. To make a difference. talented young brother man i just um found out about him by way of just uh not only a, a friend of the podcast but really just like a brother of mine man i gotta shout out my man rock kelly for a second he look when i say he's a, a huge supporter of the show sometimes i'll send him a text to you know um basically say hey a new podcast is out he already listened to the podcast because he got the soundcloud notification man but at any rate man i uh, learned about this brother through rock man just a talented young man over here at the university of south carolina at aiken um, he uh, had some art, man, just some powerful, uh, just a p- powerful piece of art, man, that I had a chance to uh, to look at. And I just want to introduce um, him as an artist um, and as a student here at USCA. Thank you. 
want to shout out Antoine Way. Antoine, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Glad to have you on the show. Uh, tell everybody about the art and what motivated it. Uh, basically, man, I took a trip to Charleston, South Carolina. Um, went to Mother Emanuel AME Church and was inspired by it, man. And went home. Like, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Went home and started painting. Just started painting and just was like, it was spiritual, man. Yeah, so started painting. I stopped for a while. I was like, nah, I'm finished. Stop again. And then I went from one piece, made it in four pieces. So came from there and just, just was inspired. Once I took that trip, I was inspired. The church where these nine people were shot is known in the community as Mother Emanuel, and it has played a part in nearly every major political and social movement since it opened in 1816. Elaine Cajano of our digital network CBSN is outside Emanuel AME Church with its inspiring history. Elaine, good morning. Good morning. Mother Emanuel is the oldest AME church in the South and houses the oldest black congregation south of Baltimore. It has survived fires, tornadoes, and earthquakes, but nothing could prepare it for Wednesday's tragedy. Founded in the heart of Old Charleston, in the shadow of one of the largest American slave markets, the church that would become known as Mother Emanuel brought together freed blacks and slaves in a congregation that has stood the test of time. This is a church that has been part of the long black freedom struggle for as long as the long black freedom struggle has been in existence. Tim McCarthy studies race and social movements at Harvard University. He says Emmanuel's survival through man-made and natural disasters has placed it on the front lines of history. Its parishioners took part in the Underground Railroad, and in the 1900s, its building hosted civil rights luminaries like Booker T. Washington and the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who spoke there in 1962. A year after King's assassination, his widow Coretta Scott King led a march in support of local hospital workers, organized at Mother Emanuel. This is a church that has endured and is really, in many ways, an institutional and spiritual model of black resistance in the United States for two centuries. Emmanuel's pastor, Clemente Pinckney, was killed in Wednesday night's attack, but he spoke in 2013 uh, about what the church's history meant to him. We don't like to see our church as a museum, but as still a place of change and still a place where we can hopefully change and work on the hearts and minds and spirits of all people. At the White House Thursday, President Obama said the tragedy will not quiet the pastor's voice. Mother Emanuel Church and its congregation have risen before from flames, from an earthquake, from other dark times. It will rise again now as a place of peace. Besides natural disasters, the church was also burned to the ground in 1822, and its worshipers were forced to practice in hiding until after the Civil War. But even that could not break this historic congregation, and the message from worshipers here is that this tragedy will not either. Gail? That's what we keep hearing over and over again. They call it the religious rock, and they will rebuild. Thank you, Elaine, very much. And from there, it was like we had an art show. They said, art show is coming up. So I said, all right, like, I'm going to put my picture in. All right, why not? You know, <laughs> I'm like, why not? So I told my professor. He said, all right, man, I think you should do it. Showed it to him. He said, man, we should do this. We should do that. From there, I told him, I said, well, what do you think I should sell it for? And I told him, he said, he said man, Antoine, don't, don't cut yourself short. Said, don't cut yourself short. I said, all right, maybe 200. 
He's like, nah, 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 like a little higher than that. So I said 400. And then it was a jury art show. So it, they picked between maybe 500 students. Yeah. And then from there, they picked me. So, you know, <laughs> I was happy about it. You know, I was definitely happy about it. Yeah. My name is Lauren Macon, and you are listening to Making a Difference with my handsome husband, Ken Macon. This is Donald Doe and Michael Doe with Family Financial Consultants. Do you need help with Medicare, with affordable mortgage and life insurance, building an estate for your child? We provide these types of services for you and much more. As independent insurance brokers, we take pride in coming into people's homes and not only saving them money, but changing their lives. Imagine only paying a few dollars for your medicine instead of hundreds or cutting the cost of your insurance premiums. Our goal is to provide affordable policies tailored to your individual needs. Give us a call at 803-293-8915 or 706-503-3933. Family Financial Consultants, LLC, located at 412 Edgefield Road in North Augusta, South Carolina. Agents work for companies, but a broker works for you. That's, I mean, that's, that's so impressive. First of all, to just take those 500 and to break them down and to be selected out of a pool of 500 and I understand that 30, around 30 right. students were selected. So that's certainly very commendable. But to, to do a piece like Mother Emanuel, and I just want to piggyback off of what you said, um, because I had a chance to go to Charleston. And if you're not familiar with Mother Emanuel, um, that's the church where um, just an unbelievable tragedy happened. Um, if you know about the Charleston Nine, if you have heard the name, um, you know, Dylan Roof and uh, obviously, the name, um, when you think about just those those nine victims in that church, obviously, uh, the Reverend Clemente Pink, uh, Pinkney, um, just a, a, a truly tragic situation, man. But I would encourage anybody who, you know, is a, not just a history buff, not just a black history buff, but if you care about American history and you care about um, just the state of South Carolina and different things like that, like you owe it to yourself uh, to go to Charleston, to go to Mother Emanuel, and to learn about, you know, the history of that event. And you will, like, and we talked about this before the uh, podcast, you know, you were saying, man, it's spiritual, man. You can kind of get down there, and it's like, it's like you get the goosebumps, right? Man. It's heavy like heavy weight. Right. Yeah, yeah. The hair, you know, will stand up on your skin, man. Um, I just want to kind of take a step back. That feeling, man, of when you're an artist, and being an artist is so much, you know, abstract feelings, and, you know, there's a lot of intrinsic, you know, pride that you have when you just, like, you complete it work correct but at the same time hey man when people like your art I mean that 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 obviously gives you a certain amount of pride as well to be selected um, in this art show man kind of take me through your feelings when that happened um, first when uh, when like I said the professor he said this could be a jury art show anyone can enter at first it was a little bit of doubt hmm. a little bit of doubt at first so my picture probably won't get into and then when I found out and he told me he said Antoine go look around the corner <laughs> <laughs> so yes, when I found out, man, I pulled my phone out. I was like, oh, man, I made it. You know, <laughs> you know and I made it. But no, but on a serious note, I, I was proud. I was proud. And not only for myself, but for like the Emmanuel Nine. I, I saw it. I was like, man, this is a chance that if people don't know the story, yeah. this can be a chance for me to tell them through art. You know, so that's it. I was proud, man. Very, that's a very powerful commentary, man. Uh, well, tell, tell the people where you're from, man. I'm from Barnville, South Carolina. You know, a lot of times people don't know where that's at, but, you know, I let them know every time I meet someone, I tell them I'm from Barnville, South Carolina. 
or you know it's the county is Hampton, South Carolina, mm-hmm. and a lot of times people get that mistaken for Hampton, Virginia. Right. You know I had to break it down to them and tell them <laughs> it's in South Carolina, and um, small town, maybe two thousand people, mm-hmm. and a lot of times people find them or say, oh man, you might get stuck here, but once you once you realize like and shout out Clemente Nelson, because once you realize you use what you got, it don't matter where you from, man. Mm-hmm. It definitely don't matter where you from. You use what you got. And being from Farmville makes me proud to be amongst some of the greatest artists now, like in this gallery, to say like just a kid from Barnville. Hmm. You know, just a kid from Barnville, yeah. I want to talk to you about that, man, and, and shout out Mint Nelson as, as you alluded to, just I mean, a, a talented artist and a talented individual in his own right. I it, again, it's um I take a lot of pride in just like knowing black history and a lot of that history that wasn't taught in school, but then you you know, you learn about different things and I mean, even when you talk about Hampton and understanding how Hampton got its name and, and knowing about Reconstruction mm-hmm. and different things like that. But I just, I want to ask you about, <clears throat> and you, you already talked about it a little bit, um, you know, just being a kid from Varnville, being a kid from Hampton County. Seems to me, man, it's a lot of talent down there, regardless of art. I mean, I know it's a lot of athletic talent. I know it's mm-hmm. a lot of intellectual mm-hmm. talent, man. Just um, two-part question. First, tell us about the talent that's in that area. And then secondly, talk about um, some of the challenges and some of the triumphs in terms of getting out of Barnville, of Hampton County. Right. Well, growing up, you know, you always heard the, the older guys, I would say the OGs, they'll tell you, you got to get out, you got to get out, you got to get out. So you came up with that mentality of, I got to make it out. Mm-hmm. And then I guess like one of the challenges is, it's nothing too much there. Mm-hmm. It's nothing to do, it's no movie theater, you know, the, Next next town over is what Buford, which is 45 minutes away, just to go to the movies, just to go to Walmart is another 30 minutes away in Walterboro. So having the luxury of being in a bigger town, you got Walmart, you got more grocery stores, you got more stores to shop at, you got a mall. There is the challenge is you don't have those resources. So you got like just like what we said with Mint Nelson, you gotta use what you got. <laughs> you know you gotta use what you got, and then. Um, and the second part of the question, what was that again? Oh, I was, uh, you know, I was talking about the, the, the challenges, but oh, the talent, the talent, um, the talent, and the talent. The, yeah, to kind of, um, kind of take a, a lot of goes back to resources. A lot of times we get overlooked, being in Barnville, small town. Uh, shout out to Allendale, South Carolina, where you got kids from Allendale that go Clemson, mm-hmm. you know, big name school, Clemson for football, where we, 15 minutes down the road and never seen a scout from Clemson before. Mm-hmm. You know, so it it hurt deep sometimes where you got a kid that's just as good and no knock on Allendale, but just as good as a kid from Allendale, but he's 15 minutes down the road and we never seen Clemson, South Carolina, no type of scout of that nature. So we get overlooked a lot. So now when it's time for us to like basketball or football, when it's time for us to get on the court or when it's time for us to get on the field, we're going to say, okay, you know what, we overlooked. Now we could come in there with that sense of pride and that chip on our shoulder. And that's the same thing with me now in art, in basketball. I'm a student assistant for USC Aiken this okay. year. So I come in with a pride, with pride and that chip on my shoulder saying, I'm from Barnville where chances are against us. So I got to use what I got and I got to go hard. I got to go just as hard as the next person. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I want to talk about that chip on your shoulder because I think a lot of times people will say, well, you know, you had that chip that kind of it kind of has a negative connotation, but you're saying a chip on your shoulder is something that's like a driving force in your life. And I think, with based on the conversation that we've had, 
that chip on your shoulder is almost something like on the side. It's like, yo, we're not going to fail. Right. Yo, we're not going to fail. Right. Talk about that energy, man. So that just just how you said that same type of energy, you coming with, I will not lose, you know. And then when you got that type of mentality of I will not lose, I'm doing everything that's <laughs> possible for me not to lose, you're going to win. Even if you lose, you would tell someone, I once heard this guy, he told me one time, he said he lost. He said, Deuce, I didn't lose. I just ran out of time. So from there, I always think about that now. So even in, if I face a challenge in life, I'm like, I just ran out of time. I ain't lost. So in the same thing in the game, same thing in art. In art, I feel like a painting is never finished. Never finished. Like Picasso, all those things, they never finish. But you always chasing something. You're always trying to get better. You're always trying to chase yourself. You know, so I guess with that being said, like with the chip on my show, this coming to it. I gotta do this. I got to. There's no way around it. I gotta win. I gotta win. I gotta be the best. I gotta be the best. Because coming from Barnville, it's like you already, you kind of already down 10 points. And it's the same analogy in life, same analogy in basketball. You already down 10 points. So, like, you're the away team. You know? So, <laughs> so and, and every time, and it's everything, doing it, everything that I do, go to the job. I don't care if I'm a janitor. I'm gonna be the best janitor. I'm gonna clean the best toilets, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna come into it every time with that same type of energy, same energy, yep. Do you need insurance for your car, home, life, or business? Then trust Jay Harvey, your Allstate insurance agent in Evans, Georgia. He opened his agency in 2017 because he loves helping and working with people. As a husband and father, he understands the importance of helping families prepare for the unexpected. You can get a personalized insurance quote today by calling 706-434-8106. Jay's office is located at 3118-8 William Few Parkway in Evans, Georgia. Remember, you're in good hands with Jay Harvey, your neighborhood Allstate insurance agent. That's good, man. Um, like you said, just really good analogies for life. Uh, you talked about uh, USA and basketball, had a great run, um, you know, really fall in the regional, obviously. Um, had a tough go of it against Augusta, man, against the rival, man. But, um, you know, obviously, this and just in talking about the regional, man, Daniel Carr literally played ball with my kid brother, man. So, oh, I'm, wow. And just really familiar, man. It was, there was a lot of best. There was a lot of talent, man. I hate that only one team could come out of that regional. I right. feel like you could have sent, look, y'all could have sent Augusta. Right. You could have sent Queens, man. It was just a lot of talent, man. But only one team could obviously advance, man. But a, a great a great season for Thank you guys you. all the same, man. Thank you. But um, I tell you, man, excited for you. Um, just the sky's the limit for you, brother. Thank you. And Thank you. Um, look, I, I got to let my man Hampton get a word in too. My man, my man over here, Rock Kelly, on, on live on the show, man. I, look, this your this your little bro, man. How proud are you, man, of oh, what man. he's able to accomplish? I'm very proud of him. Um, I always tell everybody he's who I'm supposed to be. <laughs> um, growing up, I used to draw. I, well, basketball is my favorite thing growing up, of course. And uh, I used to draw and doodle in the house when I wasn't able to play. And he used to always be around. I was like, man, get away, kind of thing, whatever. I was the baby boy. So once I seen that he was gravitating to it, like, I'm like, okay, he got something. But I was his biggest critic at the time. He probably said, like, I was always, like, rougher, tough on him, you know what I'm saying? But I was always trying to push him to the next limit. Mm-hmm. He had that same potential because I had it. You know what I'm saying? But I want him to be better than when I, when I was, you know, growing up. So I gave him that edge. Well, not saying I gave him that edge, but I seen that within him. And I just want to, like, get the best out of him. And um, 
here we are today. And I'm, I'm proud, definitely proud of him, definitely. Man, I, um, <clears throat> I have two younger brothers. So, I mean, Rock and I, you know, really relate in terms of that, you know, that role of being the older brother, man. And, you know, I always, I always say that about my two younger brothers, particularly my youngest brother, because I just basically, like, you know, you having driveway battles, you know, you pushing a little girl around and, like, and maybe you can relate to this. As a little brother, like, your, your one goal in life was, yo, once I beat big bro, like, it's on now. <laughs> but um but obviously man just uh i know you guys you know your, your folks are proud of you i know hampton is proud of you guys man and um look man looking forward to a lot more art exhibits you know a lot more basketball success and just a lot of uh success in life man thank so, you thank you um wish you all the best man and uh just thank you guys for being on the show i appreciate thank you, you man. appreciate you why does black political participation matter so much why is it important well it's important for many reasons one we're impacted by the system, you know. Uh, what's the quote? Don't hate the player, hate the game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, know? Uh, you know, that's, I mean, that's, that's what it boils down to. We are in uh, an American system where politics and money and the power that it generates controls and impacts our life. Uh, not every aspect, but many aspects. Um, the, from the eye drops that goes into a baby's eyes to how a death certificate reads and nearly everything in the middle is impacted by the political process. So we need to be a part if we want to stay in our own life, mm -hmm. if we want to be independent, if we want to influence what's happening around us, or the reverse is to let everybody else control and influence and then we just sort of take whatever comes. That's what slaves did. But, you know, we're not slaves. We're Americans, so we have responsibility to look at ourselves. Self-help, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, I, I also think that we have a, a historic legacy that we need to uphold. Um, rather it be Robert Smalls, R.H. Kane, uh, other persons who, who were the first elected in this state. We, we, we need to be involved as they were involved. But so many unnamed persons you know, the grandmother's prayer, Lord, let me be free. If not me, my children. If not my children, my children's children. Deferred gratification. Deferred, right. deferred gratification, you know. So we have an obligation. We have a legacy to uphold. The, the, the people who died so that we could have the right to vote. Mm -hmm. The people who sacrificed so that we could one day realize the, the, the dream of a black president, mm -hmm. of black elected officials, uh, you know, after segregation. Uh, we have a, we have an opportunity. I think it it does our it does the memories of our people a disservice when we do not vote, if we do not vote, mm -hmm. and if we buy into this whole idea that other people have perpetuated of saying our vote doesn't count. Mm -hmm. We don't have that. We don't have that um, choice. You know, we don't have that. Um, we, you know, we don't have that privilege to say our vote doesn't count mm -hmm. because history tells us differently. All right, so the episode just ended and you're mad. MAD making a difference, but you're also mad because the episode is over. But here's the deal. The movement continues. It continues on social media and far beyond. Social media, Facebook, Twitter. You can go to facebook.com backslash making M-A-K-I-N a difference show and you can keep up with social commentaries. You can also know when the podcasts are coming out. You can also know when our video laws are coming out. And that's the way you can keep up with that is facebook.com backslash making difference show. You can also keep up with us on Twitter. My Twitter handle is difference making that's D I F F E R E N C E making M A K I N. 
If you want to follow the SoundCloud podcast, you can do so by going to soundcloud.com backslash making a difference. If you're interested in advertising with making a difference, you can shoot an email to making M-A-K-I-N a difference show at gmail.com. That's making a difference show at gmail.com. Thank you so much for your support. I love you guys. Peace and God bless. The revolution will not be televised. You see, a lot of times people see, 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 see battles and skirmishes on TV and they say, aha, the revolution is being televised. Nah, the results of the revolution are being televised. The first revolution is when you change your mind about how you look at things and see that there might be another way to look at it that you have not been shown. What you see later on is the results of that, but the revolution, that change that takes place will not be televised.